Welcome to the Knowles Development Podcast, an exploration in leadership development. I'm your host, Brad Knowles. Now let's dive in. So let's talk investing. Welcome to the Knowles Development Podcast. I'm Brad Knowles. We want to dive into a conversation about investing this morning. And there's a lot of options. You really do have a lot of options when it comes to investing. Um, and they have varying rates of return. So I kind of wanted to talk kind of just in a big bucket way about investing in general and then really drill into what my favorite is. So let's say you've got some money sitting in a bank account, you know, few tens of thousands of dollars and you want to invest it, you could leave it in that bank account. And right now here, 2019, you're probably going to get somewhere around about a quarter percent return on your investment, right? So that's not 25%, that's 0.25% of 1%. So not a lot of return, right? We're talking, you know, pennies per month. So I want to do a little bit better than that. What are you going to do? Well, we could do a very secure type of investing, still with a bank potentially or with government bonds, you know, at a, at a kind of mid-range commitment, say two, three, four-year commitment. Right now, you can get somewhere around 25 to 3% return with either a government bond, CD, something like that. So a little bit better. You, you know, at the end of the year, you're going to see some some money there. Um, still not a great rate of return, and it's going to take a long time to get any kind of kind of compounding effect from that type of investment. So, Brad, I want a better investment that. What do I do? Thanks for asking. The next layer that most people jump to is the stock market, right? You're going to effectively invest in companies, right? Uh, and within the United States, if you do kind of an index fund, something like that, what you really do is if you're investing in not really even just companies, but you're kind of investing in America to some extent. You're basically betting on the fact that business in America is going to continue to improve over the long haul. And that's really what you want to be thinking about when we look at stock market investing. So, you know, typical index fund, reasonable people can dispute what that return is over time, like 10, 20 year type of return, but usually averages out somewhere between very conservative, 6% on the high end, somewhere around 12% over time. And in one particular year, you could take easily a 10% haircut or a 10% gain. Great. So you've got that. Now, you, now we're starting it into a land where we've got the risk of losing money, right? With the CD in a bank, as long as it's FDIC, you know, insured, something like that, I'm not really at risk of losing it. Same with my bank account with that modest return, not really at risk of losing it. I could lose significant money in the stock market if I have to sell at a time when the value is down. Okay. So that risk starts to show up. And with that risk does come better rates of return. So now a lot of us will then shift into, well, that well, I just keep hearing that people, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the wealth in America, a lot of people who really make money in America do it through real estate. And the fact is that is true. Real estate holdings, real estate investing is a great vehicle for investing money. Now, typical rates of return, depending on the type of real estate investing you're doing, but it's usually a double-digit return. We're talking 10 to 18% type return over time. And I would argue that that doesn't really include very much of the potential appreciation of the real estate. 
That's holding on to an asset that actually gives you a return, like a um, a multifamily unit, a farm that has you know crops that are being sold, that kind of a thing, where the asset itself gives you a return, and then there's this bonus that if I hold it for a long period of time, odds are the market will appreciate in value in some fashion, so that may be an addition to my return. So with all of that said, what we have is a, we've got another option which many of us don't really look at. And I would argue gives a much better return. And that is investing in people. So we've got banking, we've got kind of T-bills, that kind of a thing. We've got the stock market, we've got real estate holdings. So let's talk about what does it look like when we invest in people. When you invest in people, we're not talking about percentage returns on investment. We're talking about multiplier returns on investment, right? We're not talking about a 10 to 20% return that if we do it right, especially for the small business owner, right? As you're getting going, that initial outlay of capital investing in people should be able to get you a two to three to four times return for the money invested. Shut the front door, Brad. What are you talking about? All right, let's play this out. I'm a plumber. That's what I do. I go plumb, okay? Well, let's say I spend my day as much time as I can underneath kitchen sinks, you know, in people's basements, putting in furnaces, that kind of a thing. But what's the majority of my job doing? Is it actually at the home or at the commercial location doing that kind of stuff? Or is it getting the work to begin with, coordinating with vendors in terms of getting the supplies that I need, you know, and then, yes, I did the job, but then the billing and the chasing of the money and, you know, booking the schedule so that, you know, I'm here when that construction site needs me and then there when that construction site needs me, I'd be willing to vet very quickly the majority of the time spent working for the plumber isn't actually with a wrench in their hand. It's travel, it's gaining the business, it's all of the other stuff. Well, how much of that stuff can I now hire somebody at say 15 or $20 an hour while I can bill myself at say 75 or $100 an hour? And therein lies that multiplier effect when we invest in people. If I find the right person, the person who not only can take those calls, for upcoming business, right? Can not, not only can manage the schedule so it's working my time most efficiently, but they can also work with our vendors, work with our suppliers, all that kind of stuff. They're handling all that stuff in the background. So instead of me working, you know, 60 hours a week, but only 20 hours is billable, maybe now I'm working 40 hours billable time with maybe another five or 10 hours outside of the billable time. I've actually gotten back quality of life. There's less time I've spent working, right? And I've been able to double my billable time. Take away plumber. What is your profession? Insert it here. If you're a small business owner, odds are there are activities that you do that have a huge rate of return. What do I mean by that? When the plumber gets the gig to plumb an entire new construction house. And you know, in today's age, that's easily twenty to thirty thousand dollars. 
twenty to thirty thousand dollars really is received the moment you get a contract signed with that homeowner. So that work, that that time spent on quoting that job, you know, and having that conversation with that that client is very lucrative. Could be thousands of dollars per hour. Then the actual work that we do is billing at perhaps a hundred or more dollars per hour. But the administrative support side of it, the coordinating of, and da 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 da, what we've already gone over, that is 15, 20, 25, maybe even $30 an hour stuff. But if I can get that off my plate and focus more on that hundreds or thousands of dollars an hour work, you can see where by investing in people, I get a multiplier effect as the business owner. Play that out in the sole proprietor law office who goes and hires their first receptionist or goes and hires their first paralegal. Play that out with the real estate agent who goes and hires their first administrative support. What about the dentist? You know, if you're still questioning this as a, as I say, sole proprietor business owner, then I want to challenge you to look at the last experience you had at a dentist office. When you walked in the door, did the dentist clean your teeth? Did the dentist greet you? Did the dentist do the paperwork? Did the dentist do the billing? Did the dentist set the follow-up appointment? I freaking doubt it. I doubt it. The dentist, if you've been a good boy, if you've been a good girl, probably spent two to five minutes with you. Check in, boom, 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 great. Nurture the relationship, make sure that things are going well, answer any questions that they have, moving on to the next chair. If you've been a bad boy, if you've been a bad girl, they're drilling. But that's what the dentist does best. And that's where they get paid a premium. That's where they earn their income. Not by freaking coordinating the schedule. And here's the other dirty secret. They're not the best at coordinating the schedule. They're not the best at greeting somebody at the front desk. There are literally people out there who do it better than them. And that's the job of the business owner. Find those people. Find the people that do aspects of the job that are less lucrative than other ways you can spend your time and find the ones that can actually do it better than you. Big caveat to this whole conversation if you're a small business owner. If you have yet to figure out how to take your time and turn it into more business, you're not ready to hire. I'll say that again. If you're a small business owner and you haven't figured out how to turn your time into more business, don't freaking hire yet. Because the moment you hire somebody, you're going to win back all this time and you're still not going to know what to do. Which means your revenue is not going to increase two times, three times. Your revenue will stay the same, but we've just taken on a very large expense. That's only an expense. That's not an investment. An investment is I'm going to put money there and I'm going to expect a higher rate of return for my money I've invested down the road. Typical businesses I sit with, whether it's, you know, again, small organization, two, three, four, five people, something like that. The right hire should get a two to three times return for the money invested. In other words, $40,000 great operation or administrative hire should drive $120,000 of additional revenue into the organization. 
And then the challenge for you is how many more of those kinds of hires can you make? Do you have any idea how much real estate holdings you have to have to bring in net positive 80 grand a year? That is a massive portfolio for positive profit revenue per year, 80 grand. That's a big portfolio. That's a mountain of liability. That's a lot of leaking toilets. Or I can hire one person and pour into them. I want to challenge you to relook at how you invest and what would it look like if you added this other category of people. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.